Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about a project we've been working on for over a year now. And really, if you want to think about it seriously, you've been working on this project for 12 years. Really the uh, life of your ministry, but specifically. Yeah. 2008, since 2008. That's right. 12 years ago, you started a ministry called Replicate. And it took you a decade, but you thought, and I'm putting these, these thoughts in your mind, or these responses in your mind, you can actually change and correct this if you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> thought, you know what, now that we have, now that we've walked through this, l- what if we were to write a book? Yeah. You, know, you said, let, let's write a book. So uh, I'm going to ask some questions uh, during this uh, <laughs> podcast about the book Replicate. It's, yeah. uh, it's called Replicate. Um, and ultimately the book comes out in, on June 2nd. You nice. can go to, you can go right now to replicatebook.com. And you can pre-order the book. Um, you can also you can get some additional resources at the website. We've uh, we've released the first hundred pages for free. That's a third of the book. Sounds like a lot of pages to me. I feel, well, we felt like during this pandemic, people have some reading time, and yeah, we want sure. we, a lot of a lot of authors will give away you know chapter one. And honestly, I mean that's good, but that's not enough. Right. We wanted to give away enough that it could actually help you to read what we give you. So we gave away the entire part one and two of the book. There's four parts. Um, so we gave away two How parts. How many chapters is that? That's probably like 20-something chapters. Yeah, I think it's almost 30 chapters. Now, so. <laughs> so the book is called Replicate, How to Create a Culture of Disciple-Making Right Where You Are by Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain. It comes out June 2nd, and you can, again, go pre-order it. Uh, look at all this information. Look for all of it, I should say, at replicatebook.com. Dot com. So here's what we decided. Let me just yeah. cut you off real quick to tell you before we get into yes. this. We decided that after 12 years of trial and error, and you have to understand, this is not like, uh, let's try this. And then if it didn't work, we'll try some. Like we have been trying and implementing and critiquing and course correcting for 12 straight years on this process and we have learned some things and we're still learning things. So we decided let's go ahead and give away everything we have learned in one resource. And because here, here's what happens. What's happened through the years is when I would teach on a subject or go do some training, I'd say, okay, somebody say, Hey, how do I know about what's the size of the group? I'd say, okay, go get my book, rediscovering discipleship. Okay. What does the D group DNA look like? Okay. That's great. Go get growing up. Okay. What about identity issues of challenges? Okay, that's firmly planted. You definitely want that book. And then, okay, what about, and then finally we just got to where there were too many books and too many things uh, bifurcated out in the minute. I mean, there are just too many things to learn and too many reasons. So we thought, what if we put every single thing we have learned in 12 years of ministry, and actually with Tim LaFleur's influence and, and Gus's help as well, we've got 30, 40 years combined with, with all the ministry experience, including yours. So we've got a lot of experience going into this book. And the cool thing about this book is it is a resource that has worked in the local church. And that's the big thing. I've read a lot of books like you, Chris, and I'm not here to throw shade on other books or resources, but what you will learn in this book is from practitioners 
in the field who are actually trying to do this thing with real people mm-hmm. in a real church yeah. with real challenges <laughs> and real uh, well, issues. Yeah. And I think that's a great overview. And that was my first question. What's this book about? And really, if you just wanted to summarize it, as you just did, it's, it's taking decades worth of ministry experience, asking the question, how do we create a culture of disciple making? And then kind of distilling that information down into four parts, multiple chapters. One of the approaches we took to this book is um, I'm kind of a ADD reader. So I, I like to read three or four books at a time at the same time. And so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't recommend this, but there are others out there like me who will pick up, they'll read till they're bored and then they'll be reading a different book and, and then they'll come back. I got a book for a different room of the house. I don't know about a you. Different, yeah. So wherever yeah. you're at. Uh, and so we wanted to do shorter chapters, but more concentrated information. So there's not a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, bloviating. There's not a lot of wow. hot air. Wow. Not a lot of hot air in this book. There is just okay. content that is usable. And so uh, some of these chapters are two pages, three pages. And the reason is we want to get the idea, the concept out there so that you can take it, use it, implement it. So the book really is a step-by-step process. If I were stepping into ministry or if I'd been in ministry for two decades, it's the kind of book where I could pick it up and I could begin to learn how to implement some of these things. And you may know some of the stuff in the book, but the beauty with, and you, you mentioned this when you said we wanted to kind of do an overview and provide everything, there will be things that you don't know. And so while you may know some things, there's going to be some things you don't. And so you'll be able to learn along with anyone else. And so the, the next question I wanted to ask kind of leans into what I was going to say in just a moment. That is, why did we need to write this book? Yeah. Was there I would a, say, was there, what's the purpose? I mean, what, why do we have to do it? Yeah, let me back up and say one thing before we move on. The content in this book is the largest uh, amount of word, the largest word count of any book I've ever written. Uh, and I would say you would say the same as, as well. This book, I think, has 72 plus thousand words in it. Now, don't get nervous and think, oh, man, this is an overwhelming book, which it, I mean, it's a it's a hopefully a one stop resource that you'll use for years. But the reason there's so much content in there is you basically uh, and, and like you said, Chris, we have divided it up into bite sized chunks so yeah. you can apply. It. So, for example, let's say you're a student pastor. And you're saying, hey, I want to learn how to do D groups with my students. You can look at that section. I'm a children's minister. I want to learn how to disciple. Okay, I can do it. I'm a parent. I want to learn how to disciple. And you can pick that chapter up. I I want to know why we're not making disciples today. Okay, there's a whole section on that. How have we gotten here today and not making disciples and making it? I could do that. What does evangelism have to do with this? So the reason I'm saying that is it's a big book. And in fact, the funny thing is you and I went back and forth with the editors at Moody, uh, kind of around and round on this. And finally, we just said, we want the book to be this size. And, and I know yeah. you, I know this is not the ideal side. Do you know, yeah. here's a pop quiz for Jonathan Simon pop mm. quiz. What is the ideal book size word count? Jonathan Simon, if you would have to take a guess, the ideal, what, what is, no, let me rephrase the question. What does a publisher normally tell you the word count should be on a typical book. And Chris can help because he was in publishing for years. I have no idea the word count, but maybe 200 pages. Good, uh, see, that fun. sounded like a candy answer from Wednesday night. <laughs> I don't even know. I always correct. ask candy a he question. He's actually correct, though. 30,000 yeah, words. I don't know. 30, now, I wanted the word count. 
30,000 is not right. A little bit higher. I'm going to roll the dice with 50,000. 50,000 is it. That's normally, and the reason I get that is from normal, normal uh, agreements with publishers are 50 to 55,000 words. That's it. That's all Which is want. about 200 pages in a standard size book. Just so that you is know. true. Okay. No, that is true. In a roundabout way, you were correct. So what I'm saying is you're getting more for your money with this 72 yep. plus thousand uh, book. Yes. Okay, why do we write this book? Well, why? before we do that, we need to take our break. Ooh. And then we're going to come back to the why. And the break today is really short. It's really just reminding you, you can go to replicatebook.com to claim your bonus content. You can receive an immediate uh, receive immediate access to part one and two of Replicate, the book, for free. That's 100 pages of free content right now in PDF form. Go grab that. See what you think. We hope you enjoy it. And secondly, you can grab our free Jesus commands post. This is a pretty cool resource. Jesus commands poster. It has all of Jesus's commands with the reference and one visual element. You kind of put it around the office, uh, around work, around your house, whatever, to remind yourself and others of what Jesus commanded us to do as we obey the great commission. And then you can pick up the healthy church challenge. It's a free 60 day challenge to help you begin to implement the things you're going to find in the book. Check all that out at replicatebook.com. Um, purpose reason. Why? Why do we need to write this, Pastor Rob? Okay, let me ask you a question about this, Swain, on the air. Are you saying we're oh, giving boy. them free content of yes. the book without pre-ordering? That's correct. Wow. We I'm blown away at our own giveaway. I'm, look, I'm looking at the giveaway, and I'm blown away by the, by the giveaway. We I'm like, this, this cannot be right. We discussed this with Moody. For the price of an email address, Wow. You can have 100 pages of replicate. Okay. Wow. This is insanity, but this is discipleship, my friend. This is, this is going to be, it's going to be awesome. We really wanted to uh, treat those who are interested. Well, for those who have hung with us past the hundredth episode, hundredth part two episode. Right. Part two. (laughs) As I call it, the hundred and one. Yeah. Hundred one episode. Yeah. This is a good treat for you. Okay. Why do we write this book? Here's what we realized. We realized that you can learn theology from some of the best practitioners. Bill Hall, one of the best uh, as far as philosophy goes. Mm -hmm. Theology, Robert Coleman, one of the best. You're not going to get any better than the master plan of evangelism. Uh, on the other extreme, if you want a buffet style of discipleship options, Bobby Harrington, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's the he's best. He's gathered out there. the leaders, yes. He's the best. He's, uh, I call him human Velcro, Bobby Harrington <laughs> with discipleship.org because he's just good at bringing people together. So Bobby naturally writes a book called Discipleship That Fits. If you read that book, he's giving you a smorgasbord of Mm -hmm. options. So it's for the person who says, Hey, I'm still learning. What is discipleship? Okay. Now, if you want to be more streamlined in your approach, like, like, okay, I I know there are a lot of options out there, but I want to go, I I don't want to go to Applebee's. Okay. Cause I've been to Applebee's. Applebee's is good. I get a Chinese dish. I get a Mexican dish. I get tacos. I get steak, uh, all cheaply made, but I can get all that. Right. I mean, have you been in Applebee's lately? I have not. Applebee's used to be one of my favorite restaurants. One of my favorite statements is, you know, why do millennials not go to Applebee's? Because they're willing to microwave their own food. <laughs> no offense, Applebee's. If you're listening and okay. you love Applebee's, <laughs> yeah. Applebee's is good too. Okay. So Applebee's is like a, an Americana. You can get everything. But when I want to specialize like, like a Chinese dish and I've got a craving for Chinese food and I know, man, I want, I want Chinese. I go to, I go to like a P.F. Chang's, 
okay? Because P.F. Chang specializes in Chinese food and that's what I want. Mm. So what we're saying in this book is, this is a specific way to make disciples. If, you're, if you've been trying to make disciples and you have a, a hunkering to do so and you're ready to do it, this is a book that's gonna walk you from philosophy, mm-hmm. theology, to practicality and assimilation. You're going to be able to take this book and look at some of the options out there, why you need to make disciples, philosophically why, doctrinally and theologically why, and then practically, how do I implement a strategy? I would read some of these books, and I don't have any in mind particularly, but I'd read some of these discipleship books out there. And I would finish and say, man, that is great. I'm amening along. I'm underlining. I, I'm, I'm highlighting with you. But yeah. I still don't know what to do. Have you ever <laughs> done way, that? The way I would explain replicate, if someone were to ask me that same question, would be uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people who would say, man, I love the state of Tennessee. You got country music. You got barbecue. Mm-hmm. You've got mountains. You've got rivers. You've got lakes, right? There's a lot of great things about Tennessee. That's what those books that you were just describing are like. Man, you sold me on Tennessee. I love it. Yeah. What Replicate is, is the roadmap. I'm not just going to tell you about the mountains. I'm going to give you a direct guide to get you to them. And so I think what Replicate will do for discipleship is it will give you a step-by-step how-to. So it's not just the concept of doing it this way. It's how you can actually do it this way. And I think that is what will separate this book from some others if you've read a lot of books on discipleship. Um, it's a topic that you're excited about, and maybe it's a topic that you're just curious about. This book, Replicate, is going to give you the step-by-step roadmap, uh, pathway, if you will. People always critique us, Chris, be, uh, or say, man, you guys are so laser-focused on D-groups. They'll always criticize us. Yeah. That's all y'all want to do is D-groups. You know, that's you're so focused on three to five. And in the coming episodes, we'll unpack a lot of the book with mm-hmm. you, but Today, they'll say, you know, you, you guys, you're, you're so specific with a certain way of right. doing discipleship. And my question to them always is, great. Okay, what's your mm-hmm. way? Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me the way you're making disciples. Well, right. it's organic. You know, it's loosey-goosey. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, you know, I don't like to be formulaic with it. And yeah. my response to them is what I learned from D.L. Moody years ago. Remember the Moody illustration? Moody was at an evangelistic event. He just saw hundreds of people respond to the, to the message at the end of the invitation. Somebody came up to him, to him, I was kind of a snarky guy with the gift of constructive criticism came up and said, Mr. Moody, uh, I just want to tell you something. I don't like your form of evangelism. Moody said, really? He said, I don't like the way you do evangelism. I, I don't, I don't agree with anything you just did there. Moody said, great. Tell me about your form of evangelism. The man said, I don't have one. Moody said, I think I'll stick with mine. <laughs> So I found, unfortunately, that many people who are critical of a discipleship method Mm -hmm. uh, have not come to formulate one themselves. So what I say is, and granted, we're not the only method out there. Don't hear what we're not saying. We're not saying we're the only method out there. We're saying this is one method that we have implemented Mm -hmm. to the best of our knowledge, modeling the ministry of Jesus. Right. And we build that case early on. So the case we're building early on, Mm -hmm. and we talk about this often, Jesus ministered in five distinct groups, Chris. Mm -hmm. You can study this, you can parse it, you can examine it any way you want, but Jesus ministered in five distinct groups. The crowd, which was the large gathering, Mm -hmm. very few times he preached to the crowd. Uh, What's interesting is uh, we're watching a movie with the family called The Chosen. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of this? 
Ser- a, a series, not a movie. A series, a movie. Yeah. A series. I on have Net- heard of it. On yes. uh, Vid Angels. Vid Angels. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? I have not. Why not? I uh, just haven't got around to it. Okay. No no excuse there. Okay. No so, excuse. There's no excuse. <laughs> you got to watch it. I mean, this is a great- Do I have to pay for it? You're, you're, you're part of Vid Angel, aren't you? I am. Free. Free with Vid okay. Angel. There you and go. I think that's the best $10 a month you could pay. Oh, honestly, it is. It's awesome. Because I love it. you can- uh, It lets me can, watch shows that I normally would not watch. Like The Tiger King. Right. Without VidAngel, you can't, I can't watch, watch it. Yeah. Can't, right. Okay. So let's say you take the, so on VidAngel, they have this show called The Chosen. It is a, it, it is the best reenactment I've seen of the life of Jesus. I'm telling, now it does take creative liberty to fill in the backstory. So they come up with a reason why Matthew leaves immediately and why Peter, uh, Peter gets in debt with a bunch of Romans and they come up with this backstory, which is not in the Bible, but I think it's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I've even turned to candy and said, that actually makes sense. Like that could really yeah. have happened. Okay. And all that yeah. to say this, we are now into episode. We're going into episode seven, wow. seven episodes, seven hours, seven hours. Okay. Now here's the funny thing. Jesus has not preached in seven episodes to one crowd. Mm. Well, then they're following the Bible. Because he did not preach to the crowd. But here's the thing I thought. Now, the, the last episode, he was preaching in, in Mark chapter 2, when you have Jesus here in the peeling the paralytic, which was so awesome. Don't want to give that away, but you've heard this story before. Yeah. Jesus actually heals the paralytic. The four friends bring the man down. Remember, they have to unroof the roof because the crowd's so big. So that's somewhat of a crowd. But it's nothing like we're thinking crowds of churches and stuff. Okay. I think it's so interesting that even the chosen has captured the essence of Jesus's ministry, which is Jesus ministered to a small group. I think this is fascinating. I had the privilege this morning to encourage the staff of FCA uh, Mm -hmm. in our community. It was a great time with them. But here's the thing I, I I was telling them. I think it's comical that the American government has basically said you can only meet in group sizes that resemble D groups. <laughs> yeah. Is that not fascinating yeah. to anybody listening? <laughs> Any disciple maker out there who's listening? Aren't you yeah. admitting this? Like the government's saying, yeah. listen, you can't do it. And the enemy's like, you know what? I got them. They can't meet. They can't do anything. They can't gather. And the Lord's like, bro, I built the ministry with 12 guys. There you, you know? go. I mean, come on. And in fact, I built it with three. Yeah. Three guys. 12 men change the world. Like, like we don't need big crowds. And I think that's, what's interesting yeah. about uh, this book is we show you that Jesus, mm. you had the crowd, you had the congregation, which mm. would have been the 70 or the 120, but yeah. he spent 90% of his time with 12 men. And he spent a lot of time out of that 12 with three guys. Mm. And so we build the case for the book, Mm. That if Jesus ministered to a small group, shouldn't we? And I'll say this line, I'm done. But you and I want the ministry of Jesus. We want the blessing of the ministry of Jesus in our life. We want to experience the power of the ministry of Jesus. We want the presence of Jesus when we do ministry. But we can't divorce ourselves from the method he used if we want to experience the ministry he had. That's a good word. We can't expect to experience the blessing of the ministry of Jesus and divorce ourselves from the method or the model Mm. of small discipling relationships Mm. with a few choice people. And that statement is actually in the book. Spoiler alert. 
So if you're interested, again, go to replicatebook.com and check it out. Grab the first hundred pages for free and let us know if you enjoy the book as well. You can do so uh, by sharing the podcast with others so they can find out about it. The next few weeks, we'll be covering the content. We'll do an overview of what's in the book and really dive deep. But as always, text someone, let them know about Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty and give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.